Oh, hi. For those of you who don't already know, Dating My Mates now has a Patreon. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to anyway. I think this week the Patreon might be even better than the episode you're about to listen to. It's 45 minutes of extra chat with this week's guest where we go a bit loopy. They give us loads more insight. And I, of course, ask the usual Patreon questions and some really, really funny answers and some really, really heartfelt ones, which was very kind of this week's guest to disclose. If you want to check it out, I'll link it in the show notes. It's patreon.com forward slash datingmymates and you will get a link to listen to this week's Patreon episode and all the previous Patreon episodes as well. So without further ado, let's listen to the non-Patreon episode, shall we? Enjoy. Again. Oh, did you? I keep clicking live on the podcast, my hips and stuff. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah, I want a, a young, fertile male. Welcome to Dating My Mates, the podcast with me, Katrina E. Lawrence, a podcast where I fire my arsenal of questions, usually reserved for poor, unwitting dates, at one of my mates. And this week, I've got a new friend, an internet friend. Is there any other kind? She is not a codependency coach. She's the codependency coach. It's Jo. Hi, Jo. Hi. Hi, new friend. (laughs) Hi, new friend. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm great. It's so lovely to meet you in real life. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited to date you today. I'm so excited that you said (laughs) yes to my date, honestly. I think it's fair to say that codependency has come up quite a lot on this podcast. That's that's the people in my life. We've all kind of realised that we have some issues around codependency. It's probably why we're all pals. And I had a big uh, journey codependency journey so how would you describe for people codependency well I love the phrase codependency journey to start with aka my life yeah Um, so the way that I describe codependency is that it's an addiction to external validation and also to dysfunctional relationships that Mm. is my short concise way to describe it um and an addiction for me my kind of definition of that is anything that you use to escape yourself so people recognize addiction in terms of substances and that kind of thing Mm. that's more obvious to like people who perhaps haven't been in recovery and that kind of thing but codependent people their addiction their substance their thing that they're using to escape themselves is relationships essentially connections with other people validation from other people so People think that codependency is just being very, like, needy. Or yeah, clean, yeah. Doing, doing annoying air quotes here. Um, but it's so much more than that. It's so much more insidious. It's so much more complex and nuanced. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's codependency. And uh, I've got it. So, call me. <laughs> so, folks, here we are. Both single, both codependent. Here's our telephone number. Um but no, you're so right. That's the trap that I fell into with codependency because I think you almost hear it and you assume because of the name is indicative of 
someone that's just a really needy fucker mm. and it's outward and it's obvious. And that is how mine presented for a long time. Mm. But then it transmogrified into me giving myself too much to people, mm. me thinking I can look after you, me yeah. expecting people to change and it was still me turning up and not feeling enough because I was giving, 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 but it looked yeah. very different from what I thought. And then as yeah. soon as I realised what it was and what I was doing, everything changed. It was like I took the pill and everything was clear. And yeah, definitely. like, what was you, how did you discover you were a codependent? Uh, so I married someone who was narcissistic. That's the turning point for me. So we I... love that combo. <laughs> we love it. So I had always been in dysfunctional relationships mm. for the majority of my life, from my first boyfriend when I was 13, mm. um, up to like when I got married at 28. Right. Um, and it wasn't until I got married. I mean, so when I just had boyfriends before, I'd always left them because it mm. was like, I'd go through that cycle of narcissistic abuse with them and like being dysfunctional and codependent with them, like completely owning yeah. my side of the aisle in those relationships. Like I enabled that behavior. I mm. allowed it and yeah. I accepted it in my life. I kept it going. I tried harder. I people pleased. I didn't have boundaries, etc. So completely accept my responsibility for it but went through that cycle of narcissistic abuse with them. And then once we got to the discard stage of the cycle, where you're kind of used up by that narcissistic person, mm. I would just leave. And I could leave because we were just boyfriend and girlfriend, even if the, we were living together. There uh, wasn't that same level of connection. But like, I always say no one gets married because they want to get divorced. Mm. So because we'd gotten married, it was the first time that I'd ever like gone to counselling over a relationship. Right. I wanted my ex to go with me. Mm. Thankfully he didn't um refuse yeah. to go. Yeah. So I went on my own and my counsellor, probably very unprofessionally, but like mm. But necessarily. But fucking awesome. Thank you so much. She was brilliant. Told me within ten minutes that I was married to someone narcissistic mm. and they needed to um save my money, make my exit plan and get out. Flee. Yeah. So then I went into uh, panic and paranoia for about, well, for yeah. maybe like six months. Yeah. Did a deep dive on narcissism, spent all my time blaming him. And then I think through all my research around narcissism and uh, mm. narcissistic people, I um, discovered that I was codependent because mm. codependents and narcissists are quite often get into relationships together the it way really is a moth to a <clears throat> flame isn't it the way i describe the dynamic is that like a codependent needs to feed and a narcissist needs to be fed mm. so it's like this constant one-way relationship mm. yeah and i just want to clarify something like when i talk about narcissistic people there's like narcissistic personality disorder which is a diagnosable disorder yes yeah not very commonly diagnosed because mm. it's not often that narcissistic people are seeking Of course, treatment. yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. because it kind of goes against the whole point of being a narcissist. Yeah. But there are a lot more people out there with a narcissistic personality style or narcissistic mm. traits. Mm. So when I speak about it, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I can't diagnose NPD in people and that's mm. not what I'm trying to do. And there is a distinction between yeah, the two. Yeah. But that's who most people are dealing with when we talk mm. about narcissists or narcissistic people. 
is these people who are somewhere on the scale of narcissism. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, like, that's who I have, like, been in relationships with for the majority mm-hmm. of my life. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I got married that it kind of forced me Everything to leveled look up. at that pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And figure it out. So, um, yeah, then I figured out that I was codependent and got into recovery for it. Well, I'm happy you did. Thanks. I'm happy you did. Yeah, me too, me too. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you so much, because I think that's going to be really helpful for a lot of people that listen to the podcast. But I've not got you here as my workhorse. I've got you here as my date. Hi. So I'm going to ask her some questions. I've gone all shy now. Oh, no, don't. We've been gaslighting for like an hour. I know. Before, and now we've got a microphone. Spotlight. I'm like, oh, me. Who me, yeah. <laughs> So, Joe, what's been the highlight and low light of your day thus far? Oh, highlight, I mean, sorry to be obvious, but obviously being you is a dream. That is so Thanks. lovely. Hashtag oh. new pal, new pal. Yeah. Um, also, it was quite nice receiving um, some videos at a very early hour this morning um, into my phone, watching them with one eye open. Uh, went to Ghetto Golf last night. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. My, I thought you meant someone had delivered some VHSs through the door. Well, no, uh, I didn't time <laughs> I travel like... back to 1987 this morning. Yeah, uh, was... and then I was like, she doesn't have a telly. I don't get it. Oh, a phone, because phones do that and you send each other stuff like videos. You Got can it. get videos on yeah. the phone now. Yeah. With you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, hit him with a little ghetto golf. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. My friend sent me some videos of uh, our fun times at ghetto golf last night, which was me being um, obnoxious, just letting out two years worth of. Uh, so I'm an ambivert. Yeah. Sorry to be a knob. Ext- You're in good company. I'm an extroverted introvert. Yeah, yeah. I spend so... a lot of time on my own. I work alone at home. I love time on my own, but. Usually in non-pandemic times, a week of alone time is good for me. Come mm. Friday night, mm. I am climbing the walls. Yeah. Put me in a fucking outfit and put me on a dance floor. Immediately, if in- not sooner. Immediately. Yeah. yeah. And I have not had that pleasure mm. for two years. And then last night, I had something <laughs> halfway close to it. <laughs> and I can guarantee it was the most obnoxious person at Ghetto Golf. And um, there is a lot of video evidence of it. And a lot of it is in UV lighting. So it oh, looks exciting. Marvellous, yeah. And there's a lot of shouting mm. um, and a lot of writhing around uh, uh, golf <laughs> sticks. <laughs> what are they called? Clubs. <laughs> golf balls. That's <laughs> dancing. Oh. Sorry, Dad. I was dancing <laughs> with golf balls. Say, I've been out for a long time. Leave me alone. No, mate, I'm with you. What's your What's your Myers Briggs? Oh, ENFP. I am the most introverted of the extroverts. I am an INFPT. Okay. Obviously, I'm the awkward one. (laughs) Uh, I'm a mediator, apparently. Okay. I am the campaigner. Oh, very me. Really? (laughs) You say? Yeah, yeah. The if you look it up on like the sixteen personalities, and don't even bother getting to know me, honestly. Just look up (laughs) sixteen personalities and look up ENFP, and it is one hundo me. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Even the fact that I say one hundo, I mean that's probably in there. So I say hundy p. It's fine. (laughs) 
God only we be friends. <laughs> oh, but I say things for the lols. That was an example right there. Yeah. Uh, ironically, and then, yeah, it's just now it's how I talk. Now it's just a part of your personality and you're okay with it. I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm cool with it. No, I'm yeah. fucking fine with it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you like it or you don't. See you later. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Uh, so your highlight was uh, going back to 1984 and going to... Golf? No. <laughs> Getting your videos from <laughs> Ghetto Golf. Yeah. Uh, what was your low light? Or was that your low light? <clears throat> um, don't think I have a low light. <gasps> Nothing. Don't have a low light today. No. Wow. I'm good. No, I mean, I'm a bit tired, but it's like yeah. tired from a nice thing, so. Yeah, that's Yeah, good. it's like, it's nice to feel tired because I went out and had fun. Not just like lacquered because fuck my life, it's a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. It's very different <laughs> tyres, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Joe. Hello. I would like to know what do you look for in someone? Ooh. Bring, bring up my list because I'll just immediately forget what do I look for in someone. Joe's okay. been very studious <clears throat> and come fully prepared. Only because the only thing I ever answer questions on is codependency. Yeah. And then I don't actually know... Who am I? I don't know who I am, what my personality is outside of being a codependency coach. So, uh... I'm being an ENF... W... WWF. I can't fucking remember that. ENFW. An ENF wank. <laughs> Sounds about right. Okay, what do I look for in someone? Right, what are we doing? Are we doing looks? Are we doing personality? Are we doing everything? I want it all. I want it Okay, let's start with let's start with looks. Let's, let's start well, with the superficial. That, that's where you have to start. As we always start, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry to say it, but I am a sucker for tattoos. Yeah. I feel yeah. like you know that if you look at me. You're like, you know, look at her. She's got a shaved head. She's gonna like a tattoo. Yeah. Love uh, a pierced nose. Yes, um yeah. on on any of the genders. Sorry, I'm just saying I'm sat here with tattoos and a nose piercing feeling quite <clears throat> Blushing. Feeling sexually harassed. What do you wear? Uh, I mean, right, so when we say tattoos... Yeah. There's not a, a tribal. There's a style, isn't there? There's a style. There's, there's a correct... I think it's... I think the difference is, have you got tattoos because that's genuinely who you are or have you got tattoos because you've seen a lot of people a lot of yes. uh, gym men on reality TV yeah. with tattoos and yeah. you think that's cool and so you booked... And got like two, two sleeves at once. Two yeah. sleeves in a week. <laughs> you literally like didn't pay your mortgage for four months and went and got two full sleeves in a week so that you could look cool in the gym. Do you know my favourite is uh, where there was that trend of guys who were just getting their neck and their hands done. It was like they could just put a t-shirt on and look like they had like your hands and your neck are like two of the most extreme places to Very get tattoos. Extreme, yeah. I was like, other than your face, they're the most. That's yeah. Usually, that is the place. Like a person who is a tattoo person, that's the place that they're going to last. Yeah, that's what they're aiming for. You, the last place you're getting tattooed is like your head and your face because there's yeah. no space left, or because you've just gotten to a point where you're like. Fuck it, everything else is tattooed. What's the point? This is this is who I am now. Yeah. Not I'm gonna get tattoos on my neck and hands so that people think I'm fully tattooed. Totally. I mean I broke the rule, I had my fingers done, but I was having a mental breakdown at the time. So But also you've got that like um I don't know what it's called when you've got like tattoos like dotted about, that like spacey tattoo. Yeah, thing, like, I don't 
on me personally, I don't like a sleeve. Yeah. But it's almost like a patch. Because yeah, it's like, all black. It's quite thin. Yeah, just like... And you can... Patchy. Patchy tats. <laughs> Patchy tats McGee. That's what they call me. Patchy tats McGee. <laughs> I love she is. <laughs> but you can tell that they're genuine because you got those tattoos where you wanted to get them, where yeah. you wanted to get them, not yeah. because you were going for a look. Sure. So, yeah, um, again, uh, sorry to say it, but on a gentleman, I do like a beard. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a hipster cliche. But again, so I was thinking about this, because it is unfortunate to be a cliche, but here we are. Hey. I was brought up going to rock clubs and, like, going yeah. to gigs, yeah. pubs and clubs from a wildly young age like from about the age of nine my parents used to take me out you beat me joe i never thought i'd find anyone that went out (laughs) clubbing younger than me and you've done it (laughs) this is a big day uh well like proper clubbing yeah 14 okay like uh, no 13 because i remember my mum found uh i got something through the post from destiny and elite in derby okay I started at the classy places. And uh, yeah, and she was like, what the fuck? Uh, I was doing this with my parents. I wasn't going on my own. Gotcha. Like, I'm, when I told you that I was uncool and earnest, I mean that from the depth, depth of you, my heart. Got you, yeah. I've never, I've never done anything that I wasn't really meant to do. I've always been like super good girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's kind of weird because my parents would take me with them. My parents are like... I guess you didn't need to then if you were having loads of fun. I think that's the reason. Yeah, Yeah. like by the time I got to school and my mates were like going drinking cider down the park, well, I I was going and hanging out in pubs and clubs on a Friday and Saturday night watching rock bands. So I was like, well, that's not fun because you're like cold and you've got to wee in a bush. And here I get to like headbang to cool music. Mate, I have to say, like, I was thinking about this as well after we chatted the other day. You bypassed a lot of angst. That's all you did. Thank you. You just did. skipped all the unnecessary trauma of it all. I mean, it was super stressful at the time because I felt fucking wildly uncool that yeah. I couldn't go to the nappy nights and stuff. But now I'm like, actually, that was really good. And it kind of gave me, like, a cool education. Not only in yeah, definitely. music, but also like having to be around adults you have to learn how to make conversation and not just be a little knobhead oh my god i was exactly the same i got on with adults better than anyone my age for quite a long time yeah 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 so when i think about it like it's so funny because my my parents are like very clean cut although that's mm. how they brought me up and we used to like literally go into like hell's angels clubs and stuff like that so i was brought up around big beardy, tattooed, leather-clad rocker men. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's kind of what I like yeah. now. And, and you know, all the variations and the offshoots of sure, that. Yeah. Like, But that's kind of become the hipster look, essentially. Yeah, definitely. And then it's got its sort of offshoots and subcultures. But, like, yeah, of course that's, like, who I fancy. Yeah, because you, you, you were weaned on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super gross. <laughs> <laughs> so who would you say your celebrity crushes then so this gives us a good example of uh... darling darling for a list so i did i did hear and i mean high apologies to be a cliche but like i did hear that you rather like riz ahmed in sound of metal yes in that film my goodness i mean me. what a beautiful man bleached hair Ugh. the tats Ugh. he's in recovery oh isn't he lovely 
And the yeah. journey goes on as and well. And then he's all vulnerable. And the talent. <laughs> and the recovery. And he's sober. And, he's, and you're just like, oh, call me. Babes. <laughs> and you realise he's a character in a film. I mean, a, a 100% babe. Sure. But I would say my, like, top, top crush mm. is Rob Damiani off of Don Broco, who are one of my favourite bands. God, I feel so... Now I feel uncool. I don't know who that is. No, it's fine. Like, they're not, like, super well-known, but I'm going to show you. So, I will sacrifice tattoos and a nose piercing. I thought you going to say, like, my firstborn to be with him. <laughs> also true. Also, I don't want children. So... Also, oh, that's easy, then. Also true. Sounds really impressive, but you don't want it anyway. Yeah. So, I will sacrifice like tattoos mm. and a beard mm. and a nose piercing mm. for a beautifully chiseled jaw a fantastic curly mullet oh god yeah a right. charismatic smile yeah and a pair of dominant biceps oh higher yeah oh I he's mean, more cheeky chappy than i thought and like really good like vintage style mm-hmm. but like throaty voice right okay yeah I could also go for the guitarist in Don Broco, which is probably more, like, technically my type, which is the beardy one. See, right, I expected that, not the yeah. other guy. Yeah, I mean, number he, one, number two. Number one for me is, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, um, Lady Crush, 100%, look, uh, basically kind of like the female version of this, Alana Glazer. Right. Obviously. I... I... <sighs> I get told I'm like her all the time. Do you feel sexually harassed right now? Oh my god, not at all. I feel honoured because I think she's fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I love so her. So hot. So funny. She's brill. Great energy. She's just a babe. She's such a babe. But I did, when when it first came on, I started, there was like this little trickle mm. started to come in with my friends being like, have you watched this show? She's just like you. That's Broad City that we're talking about, if anybody doesn't yes. know what we're talking Watch about. Watch Broad City. Okay, a couple more for you. Mm. Uh, someone I'm actually not going to know who he is. Brilliant. Uh, Manny Montana. So he, uh, have you watched Good Girls on Netflix with Christina Hendricks? I watched a half an episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's great. I highly recommend it. But he plays, the character that he plays in that, he plays a very scary, quiet, tattooed, Latin, drug dealing baddie. Tick, tick. And he's very, very sexy. Okay. And he, sorry, spoiler alert, spoiler alert for good girls. But he and Christina Hendricks, like, get, get it on. on. They fuck. And oh my God, I like, curvaceous, like, sexy, mm. redhead mm. mom who is trying to protect her family. And like, lean, <laughs> violent, <laughs> Latin, sexy like terrifying by the fact that he says very little drug dealer fucking oh my god the chemistry we've just found joe's porn hub you found my kink this is okay this is him i mean yeah he'd break you and you'd enjoy every second of it yeah and he's not even that hip. like i'm five nine i think he's ugh, i think he's five seven five eight at best and i'd allow it i'd 100 percent allow it See, we're not asking for too much. We'll make allowances every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think that's the uh, I think that's the worst of my celeb crushes. 
oh god just to feel the weight of a man again no it's just been so long <laughs> but i it's got to be i think my standards are just high now yeah it it does make your pool smaller yeah but that's a good thing that's how it always should have been yes because before it was like you've got shoelaces that are quite nice marry me when you're codependent, the, the dating pool is... Your Everyone. dating pool is the world. <laughs> yeah, it literally. Is the, world, the world... This is... And we're like, oh, the world is my oyster. Yeah. Like, no, please roll that back. Please yeah. roll that advice back for anyone that thinks they might be codependent. The world is not yeah. your oyster. And stop trying to fancy people that you don't fancy. Yeah. It does work. Yeah. Stop making people good that aren't good. Yeah. Because you just ruin them and yourself. And you know what? At some point you're going to look up and think, I don't even fancy you. I don't even like you. But now I'm in. I've committed. And I've told you a lot. And yeah. then you'll feel really bad. And then you'll stay because you feel guilty because you're a people pleaser. So stop. Amen. Stop Amen. It. All right. <laughs> so, Joe, you've got a nice rundown of what you do like. What is your biggest turn off in a potential mate? Um. Okay. So biggest turn off. Uh, again I have a list yeah good okay um maybe uh, like contradictory to the kind of person that I've just described aesthetically yeah I think but yeah. this is this is why the pool is small because mm. the Venn, the Venn diagram of people that I like aesthetically and yes. that I like yes in terms of personality is small yeah because one of my biggest turnoffs is cool people and pretentious people yeah okay so yeah Specifically, um, snobbery. I fucking hate snobbery. Makes me want to stab myself in the eye. Yeah. Snobbery, pretension, and not liking things and not thinking things are cool as personality traits, right? Yes. I am fine if you don't like something, okay? I'm quite extroverted and I'm open and I'm dorky and I'll try anything once and I don't give a shit about making a titty for myself in public like yes. I love things like karaoke and fancy dress and I'm cool with that and I'll say it and I get excited about that type of thing and I understand for some people that maybe they are introverted or maybe they yes. just really feel genuinely yeah. uncomfortable around something that is like dorky and stupid like fancy dress or karaoke mm -hmm. but if you don't like something like fancy dress or karaoke or things like, things that aren't classy, in air quotes, like fast food or whatever, because of what you think it means, or because of what you think it makes you look like to other Can people... Can I give you two examples? Please. People that vehemently hate Coldplay became a style of person. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're right or wrong, but it was this, ugh, you like Coldplay... <laughs> and it became this, like... That laugh! sums it up horrible it's mean it's like ugh you don't like um, but the, the ironic thing joe is these mm. same people that will come around to be cool 10 years later and, and they'll, they'll be, be into it. yeah so that's it. what it is it's that you're not being genuine yeah There's a disingenuous vibe to it and a meanness yeah. as well yeah like if i don't like something like i was saying yesterday don't really have guilty pleasures these days because no. i've worked so much on being fine with who i am yeah but then I was like, but I can't just call them pleasures because that sounds gross. 
no, I won't sit and listen to a Taylor Swift album, but she's got some fucking bops. And I don't... Yeah. Th- do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like, not everything is black and white. Mm-hmm. And it's always you're having fun with it. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Honestly, life's too short to try and look cool. Oh. And I think... Oh God, maybe this makes me sound twatty, but again, at least... I think if you're aware of it, it's okay. Yeah, that's that's my excuse. I'm like, I know I'm a knob, it's fine. <laughs> there is a difference with people who've done a certain level of def- self-development work and certainly people who've been through any form of 12-step recovery because that stuff will fucking cut you at the knees. Mm. It takes you out. You are not able to have any ego around anything and yeah, there is yeah. a different vibe to anybody that has done that type of work on themselves. Mm. They don't hold that form of pretension anymore. Mm. But I think also when you go into it, I'd say people that go into recovery, you ask them what their favourite this or that is, mm. and they don't know. So you've mm. taken that time to really realise, oh my God, no, I, I do like that. I do like this. And you become passionate about yeah. it. And also 90% of people in a 12-step programme have real issues with codependency. Yeah. And they often transform into the person that they're with. Mm. So they like things that other people like. Yeah. So I think you're totally right. It's like you when you're in recovery, you really have to rediscover what you what you like and then you and yes. then you're like, fuck it. Yeah. Like I like what I like and I want you to like what you like. And if those things aren't the same, that's cool. And yes. if the things that you like aren't cool in air quotes, yeah, 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 yeah. fine. But yeah. fuck just like it. As we said earlier, like commit to the bit. Yeah. Always. Yeah. yeah. Like that is Confidence. my biggest, biggest turn off in somebody. And then I don't really have like, and for that reason, I don't really have those like, and I find this very funny when other people have them, but you know, like how some of you are like, I really hate it when people um, lace their shoes up like crisscross instead of straight across. That just makes me bomb. That gives me the ick. Or like people who say lol. And I mean, well, that's me straight out because I say it and I write it and I enjoy it and I will not stop. And I'm a boomer. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, Like... I don't really have those little ick things because for me, they feel judgmental. I find them hilarious when other people say them. I'm like, fine. But for me, it's more, it's more about like the kind of depth of the person and like, do you like who you are? That's Can it. you give yeah. that to me yeah. regardless of whether I like it or not? And just be like unabashed with it and mm. confident mm. and okay with it because that is the loveliest sexiest greatest thing about a person and what makes me want to be yeah. around them oh it's pa- but it's passion if someone's passionate that's really attractive yeah. i did glance down at my shoelaces did you see my my fashion <laughs> faux pas yesterday no what is the... and that isn't a th- i don't even know if that's the thing I was... no no right <laughs> so i was leaving the house i was in a rush because like fuck mm. i need to go and grab some yogurt it's an emergency okay so i was like right go to the shop but i was sort of listening to a podcast not really paying attention flung stuff on got almost to the shop which is like not far but like a 10 minute walk and it was raining why is my left foot soggy and i looked down and i put different color converse on so i put so i got my black one on and my cream one on and i was just like oh fuck this looks like i've done it on purpose and that was the thing that cringed me out it was my 12 year old self who would have mm. done that on purpose Pop-punk. to get attention from all the kids at school 
but more than that it was like well if one was white and one was black it'd be fine but it's cream so it's not quite right and that's the thing is we were talking about when something's not quite there it's shit yeah doesn't matter what it is i think actually no look hashtag edgy it's like edgy for your like 13 year old pop punk self i think cream and black that's the grown-up version right you're so kind it's true but also it's that kind of thing where i i give no fucks about that kind of thing i kind of don't care if you did that by accident or if you did it on purpose as long as you're enjoying it great oh i found it i was just laughing to myself and the best thing is i was wearing a cream mac and black trousers so it really looked like i was committing to the bit but i wasn't the grown-up version I just couldn't believe I was like, how have I gone for 10 minutes and not noticed that I put different shoes on? Hey, babe, you needed to get that yoghurt. I fucking did, Joe. I fucking did. Um, I really dislike cynical people. Mm. I hate, I just can't stand cynicism. I'm like, again, life is very short. Please just like, please just be here. And yeah, the world is tough and it is shit. Mm. And there are things that we can and should be doing about it. So please do those things. And Mm. then, just enjoy the rest of it. And it's not about, like, toxic bullshit positivity. It's not about paste yeah, a smile yeah. on your face at all costs. Yeah. But it's like, please just, like, show up fully and fucking enjoy it. Commit it's to th- all coming back around life, to that, isn't it? Your life is the bit. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. And it is hilarious. I'm laughing at you now. So please commit to it. Like, yeah. so that's kind of like, my, I guess, my, my turn off and on mm. in one go. One more turn off. Oh yeah. Okay. This is this is kind of like a maybe this is like one of my specific things. Mm. Is um I it like it fully like turns me off as in like to your core, you can feel it physically. Like se- like sexually it turns yeah, me off. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. if you do this, that's we can't I don't think we can get intimate now. Sure. Um and it is when people complain a date if mm. a date complains about how much something costs i was brought we've, ne- we've never had this before but okay. it's a ve- yeah, yeah 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 carry on i was brought up working class i'm not from a rich family mm-hmm. i'm not again hate snobbery mm-hmm. it's not about being privileged and expecting you to be able to afford a certain thing if I went on a date with somebody who was like struggling financially and they just let me know and was like, I'm yeah. not, you know, not earning loads of money right now. So could we just do something low key? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, also yeah. like totally happy to treat you as long as you don't find that patronizing in any yeah. way. Like I'll, I'll pay for dinner. That's cool. Mm. If we know that's what's happening. But recently mm. I went on a date with somebody who happened to be, ironically very privileged from a very wealthy family Mm. (laughs) and it's so awkward he complained about how much the parking cost where we met and it was like the first thing he said to me and also from where I got there first and from where I was standing I saw him walk back and forth to the parking meter and I saw him look at how much it was right turn around decide he didn't like how much it was then I then the text came in on my phone and said oh oh, it's really expensive. It only used to be like £2 for the evening here, but it's like going to be nine quid. Do you know anywhere cheaper? And I was like, it's in the city centre, babe. Parking's expensive. And also like, please don't do that to your Mm. date. It's weird. Like, 
either like if you can't if you can't afford the to difference be out. between yeah, yeah, two yeah. and nine pounds, which mm. I know you can, mm. please don't turn up or suggest something different. Mm. Or check in advance or get the fucking boss. Mm. Please take care of it. I am not your mother giving you pocket money. Yeah. Oh, there was just... And I was like... When I saw him walking back and forth to the parking meter, I was like, you don't like how expensive this is. Mm. I might as well just go home now mm. because that's it. Like, my vagina is just... Yeah. She's still shut, but She's closed. She is closed yeah. for business Because I think that, like, for me... <laughs> If someone had approached that situation with complete humility and they'd gone, oh my God, I'm so sorry. The reason I drove in is because I thought it was two quid and it's actually nine quid. Like, is there any chat? Fine. Yeah. But it's the pompous arrogance, not really thinking about you in the equation. And I think the worst bit is you know you can fucking afford it. Yeah. That's what it is, isn't it? I was like, fucking suck it up. Yeah, yeah. I am also paying for mm, expensive parking. Mm. If you are not in a position to be able to afford that, that's fine, and we should have prearranged that. But you are in a position to afford it. You're just a fucking tight ass, yeah. and that is one of the unsexiest things. It really is. And I think, like, you know, when you come from a working class background, mm. like working class people have very little, but are generally very gen- generous, totally. and they will give totally. that they, you know, stuff that they don't have. Mm. And that's how I was always brought up is mm. like, even if we didn't have a lot, we always shared and we always looked out for each other. And we yeah. always, um, you know, probably spent money and bought things for people and, you know, celebrated people in a way that maybe we couldn't afford. And maybe it would have been more sensible to mm. save back mm. that money. But there's something I think that's I think that gets to the crux of it for me is like. Are you saying that I or I'm not worth this or this mm. experience isn't worth this? Mm. Because that's how you like show what oh fuck yeah, parking's expensive, but you know what? I really want to be on this date. Yeah. So we'll just pay the extra yeah. seven quid that it oh my ooh, ooh, yeah. super gross. That is like super like ick mm. for me. And I don't have many things where it's that clean cut but I think again it's like the deeper meaning of it it always is like whenever you have a little oh, yeah. think about what's behind it and it's a lack of authenticity mm. it's and it and it is a, it's it's actually snobbery it's yeah. like that's what he was doing was kind of ugh, this isn't good enough for me the irony of like someone who's driving a Range Rover yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Baby, your car costs as much as my house. Like, pay the parking. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Fucking pay my money right out, you cheapskate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so funny. So, other than someone being a knob from the start, what is your worst dating scenario? So, if I suggested doing something for a date and you were like, Okay. Nah, that's not for me, babe. Okay. I thought of this yesterday and it's... I'm really pleased with it. Okay. Are you ready? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. A day at the races. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, when I say that, it literally makes my shit itch. <laughs> Fuck me, a day at the races. Everything. Everything. Horses? Dogs? Either. Or? Either. Yeah. But I think more so horses. It's such a... It's a type... Yeah. Wouldn't go to dog racing because I adopt 
uh, greyhounds. Yeah. So like yeah. that's just a one hundred percent. That's that's out for a different reason. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you just don't do any research. Mm. Um, <laughs> she has the most beautiful dogs, by the way. They really are gorge. Um, but yeah, day at the races, ev- everything about it, the forced formality the stuck up people mm. the awful awful clingy knee length uh collar pop dresses what is that thing that people put in their hair a fascinator I, fuck off <laughs> do not fascinate me ever also i have no hair could you imagine i would look like a baby <gasps> oh my god one of my okay one of my biggest pet peeves is when people put bows on babies yes the big old headgear on children i'm like why are you doing they're bald that? It, it what it looks bad. You're Don't, making a beautiful child of God look like. No, it's bad. Like. Uh, uh, Don't put a bow on a baldy. Don't put a bow on a fucking baldy. <laughs> Could you imagine if I had a fascinator on? I'd look like a bald baby with a bow on. You know I'm gonna like Amazon you a, a fascinator now. <laughs> and I'm gonna gaffer tape it to my head and send. No, you need to wear it on the date with the fucking. Tight guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, also gambling. I hate gambling. It's not exciting to me. It's very boring. I like keeping my money. Um, There's no thrill in it for me. Watching, Mm. like, you know, animals for my entertainment. Again, very bizarre. Oh, just... And then there's, like, the... Then there's like enclosures. If you go to like a big race day, mm. where it's more like the let's 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 yeah 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 drinking, yeah. smashing the points. No, also don't like that. I don't. Yeah. It that would be my worst fucking nightmare. I I wouldn't do that ever mm. socially. Mm. And certainly, if someone suggested that to me for a date, I oof, no sorry no, that I'm drawing my line and it's fascinators, guys. <laughs> no it's yeah. it's absolutely awful I used to work in a couple of pubs and you'd always get them in the pub before and after mm. they went and I think it's for me like when people save all their money oh. and splurge it in one day on something that often they're not going to remember and yeah. it's all for pretense it's yeah. all for the show it's I like, don't know how much they're actually having fun yes it's that forced fun it's like a day at the races is fun drink Gamble and it's like Joe. Force fun is my number one thing. It, Stephen Fry once said it. He was like, "I can't do organized fun." I'm like, "I can't do mm. organized fun." Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. So, like, my ideal date scenario yes. on the other is on the other end of the scale. Is I like I really like low key hangouts because I'm much more interested Same. in getting to know you as a person. Yes. What I would love is like a. Summer afternoon that runs into an evening because we're having such a good time in the city. Yeah. We meet up, we mm-hmm. hang out. Oh, I'm hungry. Do you want to grab a Five Guys or yeah. some pizza? Yes, I'd love to. We'll go, we'll sit, we'll eat it in the park, we'll get some gins and tins. Oh my God, yeah. this is so much fun. Oh, should we go and get those knobby city scooters and just be knobs and knob around on them? Yes. yes I'd love to. Oh my goodness, this is so much fun. And like basically just going and being teenagers. Yeah, going out. with the flu. Yeah, and it doesn't cost a lot mm. and you just enjoy each other's company mm. and it's unstructured. Yeah. And also if it's shit, you can leave, but you can guarantee if somebody's taking you on that kind of date, yeah. it's not going to be shit. Because they're not a shit kind of person. There's a confidence as well in just keeping it open-ended. Yes. And it's a lovely get out. 
as yes. well. So if it's not going well, then you can leave. What is the worst date you've ever been on? <laughs> okay. Um, so we call him Premature Date Man. Yep. Uh, okay, so was chatting to, like chatting to this person it was great we had had a phone call it was mm. like and you know at least an hour we chatted on the phone for you know again i'm nearly 35 somebody's picking the phone up to me hello yes this is what i'm waiting for yeah i have a thumb injury i can't text a lot it hurts my thumbs also slash scroll too much on instagram sure. leave me alone um so yeah it was like okay this is promising cool Again, like, still sort of in lockdown time, so it had to be an in-home date. Mm -hmm. And, um... Did he suggest the call, by the way? Yes, he did. I fucking love that. Very quickly as well, like, within a couple of messages. Oh, really? Yeah, like, well, like, we did So you'd had the messaging, and then did you move on to... Yeah, he was like, I know this is old school, but how about... A phone call, are you free? I love that shit. I yeah. love it when a guy asserts a phone call. It was I'm great. Really and he was it. his whole vibe was like assertive. He had mm. an idea of where this was going and he was moving it forward. And I'm like, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I put me in a rubber ring and let me ride your lazy river <laughs> to wherever this is going. I let it flow. <laughs> I'm happy with this because <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh god, I'm about to say something really knobby, so you know, forgive me. Sure. Um, but I, I live on my own. I run a business. I look after my dogs. Mm. I do everything. Mm. I do everything that happens in my life. I make it happen. So one of my biggest turn-ons is when somebody else can take the initiative. Yes. And just can, like, plan shit, suggest mm. shit, mm. move stuff along. So I don't have to be thinking about how do we progress this or yeah. what might they like to do mm-hmm. or just please allow me to stop thinking for a while and you will get the best out of me. I love that. And it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. If I can be relaxed, Mm. like you are getting the best of me and you're going to get more of me than if I've had to think this whole thing through and plan it. Yeah. You know, think of the timings, think of, you know, where are we going to eat? Where are we going to drink? You know, what's the get out for us both if we hate this? Yeah. 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 So anyway, it was all good vibes. We, there was a bit of like back and forth on what day it was going to be for various reasons, but it was going to be at some point that weekend. We settled on the Saturday, mm-hmm. Friday. I always finish early on a Friday. I had arranged to go out for a drink with my mates. The pubs had opened mm. and it was like, it was a sunny day. I put my makeup on. I put a dress on. Mm. Hello. Mm. I was not wearing leggings for mm. the first time in 18 months. <laughs> yes. Um, went out for a drink with my mate. Had a couple of pints in the sunshine. It was glorious. Yeah. Came home, ordered myself a Domino's, was scrolling the Netflix. Yes. Just looking, just looking for the perfect thing that was going to set my eye up. Literally was thinking... I love my life. I love my life. I love my life. So happy. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I love this day. It's perfect. It's so perfect. Um, Had gotten changed into my shit's quick pyjamas. Hashtag fan. Yes. Um, Fucking love that shit. Wrapped this blanket, which is sitting across my crotch I mean, I will say it's a charming blanket for everybody. I'd say, is it teal? I'd say it's a teal. Yeah. It's a teal colour with a a bobble texture. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tam France would approve. Yes, massively. Yeah, yeah. It's got mermaid tail vibe to it. Do you know what I mean? Well, thank you. I mean, that's obviously what I was going for. Yeah. Um, So, had wrapped... Because... 
So it was sunny, but it was chilly. I'd left the door open for the dogs, was mm-hmm. enjoying the breeze, and so had wrapped the blanket up up around me, up around the tits, mm-hmm. like a towel, like a yeah. bath towel. Um, you know, super comfy, just really happy with my life. And my curtains were closed in my living room, uh, save for a, a little a little crack in the curtains. Mm. And there's a knock at the door, and I see a red car has pulled up outside. Oh, okay, interesting. My sister drives a red car. Why is my sister here? This is unusual. Mm. She would normally call or text before she turns up, but sure. maybe she needs me. You know, mm. so I, I, you know, I take a gamble and go to the door, mm. still wrapped in the granny blanket. Hey, your sister needs you. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, and I bring the blanket with. No need to dress up for her. No, she's seen me in worse states. Mm. It's Amen. fine. Mm. Open the door, and who it be? Not, not a sister of mine. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it be. <laughs> Date <laughs> He's turned up a whole 24 hours early, at which point I greet him at the door with the words, No! Saturday! <laughs> He's brought, again, all part of the um, orchestrated, choreographed planning and progressing that mm. he's designed for this situation. Uh, a box of, like, uh, everything that you need to make cocktails yeah so uh, mixers booze all the accoutrement that mm. is required um i know i'm not the first person that this technique has been used on and also i'm fine with a practice technique so this is okay so in sex in the city mm-hmm. there's the episode where carrie stays at alexander petrovsky's for the first time mm-hmm. and she goes down and he's made her pancakes mm. And she's there and she's like, this is weird because all of his people are just running around like working. Yeah. And then Samantha's like, you don't think you're the first baby battered up for it, do you? She's yeah. like, no, 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 of course not. Oh, it's it was also choreographed. Same thing. Yeah. But then Samantha was like, do you care? And Carrie was like, no. She did care in the end because it's Carrie. Yeah, but, yeah. Carrie. but it is like a, some people, I think they just hone it. Yeah. They know what they're doing and they're like, oh, I'm just going to copy and paste it. He figured out a way to date in a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, we can't go to a bar. I'll bring the bar to you. Mm. Wicked. Cool. Sorry, and learn, yeah. learned how to make cocktails. Sweet. Sent me a cocktail menu in advance and said, oh, what cocktail do you that's like? good. Very good, right? Very fucking mm, good. Mm. But then turned up the whole day early, at which point I shouted, no, Saturday. <laughs> but he had driven away, and also, you know, I had my makeup on, and the dominoes were still hot, so I was like, fine, come in. I'm going to go upstairs, I'm going to put my clothes back on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> put my dress on. Um, and he was cool, like, he was very confident. He started out, I couldn't stop awkward laughing for at least the first half hour. Yeah. He uh, made us a very nice espresso martini, which I would like to note is a brown cocktail, which is very important for the B-side of this Hellol's uh, date. So we went outside to drink a very tasty brown cocktail with a little coffee bean in the top, at which point my very largest dog came out and did a very large shit in front of us. (laughs) But you said he reacted well. He did again react well. I just, I'm just like in awe of your dog. It's just such a like, yeah, you you think you're important in her life. 
Fuck you, I'm here to stay. I can shit in front of you and she's not kicking me out, mate. Can you do the same? Don't think so. I had to tell him to go inside. I think got to go in and he's like, no, it's not. I'm like, you're not watching me pick a shit up. Go inside. Not yet. Wait till date three. Make me a Singapore sling and go inside. <laughs> <laughs> no place, pal. No place. Oh, God. Um, What's the best date you've ever been on? The best date I've ever been on. Oof. Oh, that's so... I, I don't know. I haven't been on, like, a lot of great dates. I think the mm. best dates I've been on have been because of the person. Yeah. Um, I would, certainly would say, like, the early dating phase with my ex, mm. I think is probably my favourite dating phase. Yeah. Um... Just because of, like, where we were both at in our lives. We were both kind of just very, like, single and free and independent. Mm. And and we literally would just be like, are you free tonight? And he was, like, new to the area. He didn't have, like, loads of friends. And he was right. just... And he was kind of working a temporary job. And so he was, like, free there. a lot. Yeah. And we just... But even the time that we spent together was just free so we, mm. like mm. after work we'd be like hey do you want to hang out yeah do you want to come over i'd go over to his we'd hang out for a little bit and then we'd be like oh fuck it's eight o'clock you hungry yeah should we just go to town and get something to eat easy breezy spontaneity yeah and yeah. i didn't it didn't get changed i didn't get made up and he like mm. specifically did and not in a kind of pretentious way but really likes women to not wear any makeup like in a genuine way not mm. in a like he really loved it when I wasn't made up and he didn't he has no pretension whatsoever mm. around what clothes you're wearing yeah. has no idea about fashion and no interest in it mm. couldn't like I we'd go out to dinner to like a, a like my favorite style of restaurant kind of like mid-range rustic loads of atmosphere really good portions of like hearty home cooked feeling yeah. food yeah um we go out to like that type of restaurant and i sometimes i'd still just be in my gym gear yeah because i'm like well this is what i tend up at your place then and we're mm. hungry and i don't have time to get go home and get changed and get showered mm. and put makeup on and shit but like and just the company was so good and just so comfortable with one another yeah and it was spontaneous mm. and it was just, it was just lovely. Like, mm. it was just so nice and so fun. So, there wasn't, like, a specific date. But that era just flowed Yeah, and those well. few months. Mm. And then, like, he wasn't really into going out-out, which mm. I love. Yeah, yeah. I will cut a rug. Yes. Oh, my God. I can't. We're going dancing. I really hope you do realise this. Yeah. And everybody that wants to dance with me, please come at me brilliant I'm ready I'm ready I've got two years worth of dancing stored, stored right up in there. this gangly body are you <laughs> I need to let it out <laughs> he's never really been a person that goes out out but mm. it's like a very uh like open free person who really enjoys just having fun and so and I didn't even know that he never told me no. I don't like going out I don't like mm. dancing he just I was like we're going out he's like okay and he just got into it Right, okay. And so we'd like, we'd pre-game, we'd get on the bus, we'd go into town, 
and we just have the most fun just be it like just being, being ridiculous silly yeah and fun and oh, just like God. ripping up a dance floor and we'd be like bouncing around town this bar to the next bar to the next bar and just yeah just we were in our own little world and it was just super super fun so yeah i would say i love that, that era of dating was my favorite that's just like a big extension of your summer loving it is. evening isn't it yeah. it's just a continuation and i'm exactly the same there's nothing more attractive and this goes back to what you were talking about earlier than a guy who will just get on the fucking dance floor yeah. like it's his best mate's wedding and just be ridiculous mm-hmm. with you oh my god i love it someone that is willing to dance is 100 percent requirement mm. for future relationships for me yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i don't need you to be good at dancing no good it's at not dancing. about that it's not about that it's no. about come and have a fucking laugh yeah yeah come and let loose can you let loose and like so many people are like super conscious of moving their bodies and i'm like mm. again mm. life is very short mm. you've got this flesh suit please learn to enjoy it i promise you it's so cool when you do yeah definitely. and also you know i guess if it's not your thing it's not your thing but like ugh, don't call mm. me which is <laughs> yeah but if you're really bad i'm gonna have to think about it um <laughs> um so joe what red flags should i look out for with you Ooh, with me mm. the biggest red flag with me is too keen <laughs> <laughs> keto keto <laughs> And I guess that's a hard one because I am a keen person. I think... (gasps) I love that you're saying this. Yes, carry on. I think my keenness is something nice and endearing. Mm. And I think... mm, I think this is something off of a meme, off of the internet. Sure. Um, But sometimes your strengths... Sometimes your weaknesses are your strengths turned up too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, too much keenness mm-hmm. is codependency. Yeah, yeah. Like, getting too enmeshed, too mm. interested, mm. wanting to see you too much too soon. Yes. Not allowing yeah. the relationship to be organic and to mm-hmm. be slow and to also, you know, keep your own lives whilst mm. a relationship develops. And... I'm also, like, that's the red flag end of it. Yeah. But I'm also a keen person. Like, if I like you, I like you. And it will be very clear. And I will tell you. Mm. And I will tell you very directly. I'll also tell you indirectly by the kind of, like, jokes that we'll have. Like, again, I think, you know, this is a very English thing. Like, if you make fun of somebody, basically you like them. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Other cultures don't understand that. Like, if you make fun of somebody, it means making fun of them and they don't like it. Yeah. But, um, like, a very, very English thing, if you're willing to, like, take the piss out of somebody, rib them, Mm. it's because you like them. So, yes, I will do that. But I'll also tell you that I think you are handsome or good looking or you look fucking great or you're sexy, you turn me on, I love spending time with you. Mm. I'll just let you know. Mm. And I don't play games around communication. Mm. Like if I'm free and I can text you back or text you back, I'll double text you, I'll triple text you. Like not in a like stalky, houndy way. But if you're like, oh, I remember this other thing. Oh shit, and I remember this other thing. Yeah. You know they've not looked at their phone for an hour. You're just like, I'm just going to fucking send that as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally. not. I'm not overthinking that. I'm not thinking into it. I'm not trying to be cool. Mm. I'm not trying to play games. Mm. I'm just not interested. Like if I mm. like you, I like you, and you'll know about it, and that's it. Yeah, I think 
the reason I got so excited is this mm. is something I've been thinking about recently, is I've said it before, I don't like people very often. And I think less so because because I realised that I did fancy the world at one point in my life because I was just like, <laughs> anybody want me? Anybody? He'll have me. And then it's become quite bespoke. And the yeah. Venn diagram, like you said, I like people that look like they are away with the fairies or a bit of a fucking prick. Yeah. Like they look like the kind of people who are too cool. Yes. But actually they've just accidentally, that's just what they like. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So actually their personality is, oh, am I? Am I? And they're just very lovely. Yeah. So yeah. that's quite hard, isn't it, to get. But I am a passionate person, mm-hmm. enthusiastic person. Yeah. That's for the negative and the positive. Yeah. I just fucking love stuff. Yeah, me too. And so if I like you, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, you're amazing. This is great. Yeah. But then exactly what you were talking about, letting that breathe. Yeah. And the reason that we didn't is because we were scared they were going to run off. Yes. We were scared that they were going to get distracted by a prettier, more interesting person. Yeah. Or someone that would just put out or whatever. And that's why I would have sex with them really quickly, tell them all my trauma and try and keep them. Yeah. And it's that thirst for validation, isn't it? It's like when Mm. you really like somebody and you do connect with them and the the hit of that validation is like, I mean, you can get it from anyone. You can get it from somebody that you don't even really fancy that much. But when it is somebody that you do genuinely fancy, Mm. that hit is like, oh, again, from somebody that's never taken drugs, but like the purest fucking hit. fucking high. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, this is some good shit. Yeah, yeah. And you want to lock that supply in Mm. as fast as possible. And Mm. so you like warp speed the relationship. Mm. Mm. And so that, if it's like, yeah, if I'm doing that, Mm. then you need to let me know Mm. or you need to tell me to chill my fucking boots. Yeah, yeah. But also I think, again, yes, we need to have that level of recovery, but also attracting and allowing and accepting the type of people in that Mm. would say, chill your boots, babe, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Somebody that can make you feel secure, because that is Mm. also part of a relationship, is somebody that sees that and is like... Is it withholding because they're cool or they don't want to give the wrong... Yeah, I just, you know, like... It's okay. I'm not dating anybody else. I'd love mm. to. I'd love mm. to see you exclusively. I, I'm yeah. not seeing anybody else. You don't need to worry. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah. That that. It's your willingness to kind of hold out for somebody who's got that level of like healing and maturity as well. Totally. And at first, it does feel. It feels painful. Yeah. Like so the painful. rate that you have to go at. <laughs> it's like. Are you sure I have to wait this long? What? Are you sure? But when you think about it, nothing attracts you more than someone who doesn't respond immediately. Mm. But I think the reason I find it attractive is it's so important for me nowadays for someone to have their own shit going on. So what's been really hard for me in the pandemic has been I really saw people responding constantly Mm. as a red flag yeah but then in the pandemic everyone had shit loads of time yes so it was this real bad thing of like oh and i'd have to be like what do you normally do and try and figure out how their life normally was and how they would function because i've had it before and i was completely mirroring what they were doing but it Mm. was just intense intense conversation conversation from morning till evening yeah and and then you'd meet up and then you'd 
be at each other's houses for two weeks and then it would explode because it was mm. awful. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just slowing it all yeah. down, isn't it? Well, and also, like, again, like, I, I'm, I come from such a point of privilege in terms of the pandemic because mm. I work at home on the internet. Yeah, yeah. And my work basically kind of helping people with their mental health. So mm. let's just say business was very good in yeah, the pandemic. Yeah. Like yeah. I got a lot of new clients mm. and I had I had a lot more time because mm. everything that I would have been doing with my time otherwise was taken away. And so yeah. I was really able to like focus on my business and like getting mm. my message out and obviously people's codependency went not so. Yeah. It went yeah. all their validation sources were removed. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. Um so like I I I was very busy over the pandemic, so I didn't have that um like huge gap in mm. my time all of a sudden. But I also have other things that I do and did and things that I picked up mm. in the pandemic. And so I think I'm kind of interested to know, like, I guess it's an interesting... Oh God, and again, so sorry to be so privileged. And check me if I... Like, check me if I'm wrecking myself here. It's interesting to know, like, if you do have a dearth of things to do and a shitload of time on your hands, mm. what do you do with that time? Do yeah, you yeah, yeah. Uh, read a book? Mm. Do you, like, mm. something that I started doing, uh, like, arse end of pandemic, was um, I started skipping. Really, really enjoying it. I can do it in my back garden. And it's, like, a fitness thing, and I'm kind of like a dog that needs to be walked. Like, mm. I love to, like, work out and be physical yeah. and stuff. So I'm like, and it's, like, a fun thing, and it's a progressing thing. So mm. that's, like, super good for my mental health in a mm -hmm. time where I feel like, I'm not progressing. Nothing's fucking moving. Every single day is the same. Mm. Even though I still have my work, every single day is the same. Like, I kind of just joke with people now. I do the same three things every day. I work, I walk my dogs, I go to the gym. Yeah, yeah. I'm really sorry. My life's very boring. Very little changes from those three things in pandemic times. Yeah, but to me, that's a fulfilled life. That's you. You've gone through life. You've cherry-picked exactly what fill, fills you up in all the different ways that it needs to. But seriously, and you're not reaching externally to get fixes, to get fixes elsewhere. Mm. And what a lot of people struggled with is everyone has the ability to be an addict in some way. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Some of them, I've spoken about this with my friend Josh, who's on the podcast. Some people's manifest in a very socially acceptable way. Yes. It's working out. It's yeah. healthy eating. Mm -hmm. It's being a workaholic and under eating, you look great. You know, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. And all of that, like, that was me. I always had this thing inside me and I needed to fill the void. Mm. And everybody says that, but it's the best kind of turn of phrase for it. It's yeah. the most accurate. You're, you're constantly trying to fill this hole inside of you. Well, and sometimes it was with the duck, okay? Sometimes it was. But it was it also with other things. It's going to let it go. It's going to let it slide. I couldn't do it. It's like a face. big well-hung elephant in the room, all right? The tension on your face. <laughs> I can't. It's coming out. Um, when you're young, you think all that shit's dead boring. Mm. I did anyway. Yeah. I was like, ugh, my worst idea was having a house. Oh my God, tied down, really. Oh, couldn't, ugh, how gross, you know. And that was about 
being cool, but it was also mm. about being terrified of having to sit with myself mm. in one place, you know, all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that stuff, it's like, okay, so you figured out what works for you. You'd like to remain stable <laughs> and well. <laughs> Trying. And someone needs to fit into that well and interlock. And yes, yeah. I'll make, you know, compromises as and when, but this is my life. Do you like similar things? Do you like... And yeah. it's all about it's self-improvement. Someone that is going out or someone that's in lockdown has developed a massive drinking problem. Yeah. Hasn't sorted it out. Probably not going to fit in your life. No. When you've picked up skipping. Yeah. And by the way, I did skipping for two weeks and then I stopped. But I need to get back on it. But yeah, you know, like people pick, some people picked up hobbies or learned things or even like read books that they've been meaning to mm. read or watched movies that they've been meaning yeah, to watch. Yeah, like yeah. even that. That's something that I've started doing recently. It's like watching old classic films that I feel like I should have seen. I'm like, yes. Well, you have your own time now. You're Write not, a list. Yeah, take them off. You're not negotiating what film you want to watch with a partner. Yeah. So just watch whatever I've watched um, a few uh, a few weeks ago. I watched Steel Magnolias. Oh, Joe, <laughs> it's one of my favorite films. And when I was about four, I used to watch it on repeat. Oh, wow. So I used to watch two. The, Arguably inappropriate films for a small child. Yeah. Mum said I used to watch Rocky Horror Picture Show and Steel Magnolias. Amazing. Just constantly. And now it makes a lot of sense when I <laughs> see the manifestation of who you are and it's, your personality and your look and everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's those two films. You are the love child of those two films. That's it. There you go. Tinder bio. How much did you cry? <laughs> oh, uh, I don't think I did. Sorry. What? You didn't quite steal Magnolias. Are you breaking up with me? Um, no, I just don't get it. I like... I laughed at the end of A Star Is Born. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which version? Oh, I've only seen the new version. Yeah, that makes more sense. And... Shallow! I can't even remember. I just said they say shallow a lot in it. <sighs> I'm in the deep end watching you dive in. I knew more than I thought. Something about that. I, uh, but still, so, it really broke me, man. It breaks me every time I watch it. I thought it was very messy. <laughs> Where is the film fucking going? So I cry. Yeah, I was like. This is bouncing around. This is very 80s. Do you think? Yeah. Am I coming at it with just massive... Um... It was... what? It, yeah, it's like, what is the part of this? It was like... That just bouncing around. Bouncing around. Bouncing. Um, keep begging me where I'm from. <laughs> About the corner saying, did I run? Do you my boyfriend? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I'll be Tim Curry from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Perfect. I've got the hair as well. Perfect. Oh, how'd you do I? Super <laughs> my faithful handyman. And then it's when he does his. Uh... Oh my god, this makes me wet. When he does his anticipation. <laughs> you do the face so well. Oh my god, you are Tim Curry, and I'm Rocky. Is this it? Is it? 
do a high five over the microphone. Enjoy that, everyone. Oh my god, love it. That's love it. it. That is our, that's our dynamic. And also, we're not being like everyone in the pandemic should have immediately got their shit together. No, I no. certainly didn't. I I really I was all right, and then I really struggled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I spent a lot of the pandemic sorting my shit out. But I did that bit. Yeah. But also, some people, I have complete sympathy for people who really struggled and they yeah. just did what they had to do. However, mm. it's the people that just went, ah, fuck it, well, it's, this is just... And just kind of went, this is dead shit, I'm going to make it shitter for myself. Mm. That's the quality. Well, and I think also it's like, if you had a bad time in the pandemic, for either reason, whether it was genuine or just because you decided to go off fuck it i'm gonna give up and just not fucking do anything and just be bored Mm. you're not really in a place to date and this is from the perspective of you trying to date somebody this is i'm talking about this from the perspective of like Mm. if you want to get in a relationship with somebody if you want to date somebody Mm. you need to bring your best you need Mm -hmm. to be an interesting and interested person Mm -hmm. and we had a lot taken away from us in the pandemic yeah but if you want to continue to be someone who is dateable Mm -hmm. what are you doing yeah to do that yeah and if that is reading the books that you have always been promising yourself that you were going to read Mm. or watching the films that you always promised yourself that you were going to watch Mm. and you haven't or learning to skip or just taking up walking in nature like they they don't have to be like expensive or flashy things or instagram worthy things or Mm. any of that bullshit but like what are you doing to keep yourself being a person that is interesting what are you doing to keep yourself interesting interesting and interested because if you aren't interested in Mm. something you won't be an interesting person and you won't be interested in other people because you're it's like a muscle that you work. 100%. If you're not engaged in stuff in your daily life, mm. that is going to go down mm. in in the way that you communicate with other people. You're going to lose that skill. Yeah, definitely. And then you're not dateable. Soz. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a witness? <laughs> Joe, what's your best feature? Oh. Um, we're going to do physical and then metaphysical. Oh my god, I'm going to start saying that every time now. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> this is the part where everybody feels really awkward about listing their best physical feature. Ting! <laughs> um, so I so I think what other people might think is my best physical feature is my ales. <laughs> um, I really like my smile. Oh god, that's such a goony thing to say, but I really like my smile. Oh, goony. Like, nice, yeah. Yeah, I just I think it lights up my face. I laugh and I smile a lot. Yeah. I like my smile when I look at it in the mirror. Good. I, I can't do like um sexy pouty face. I I literally am not capable of it. And again, not because I'm snobby about it. I can't do it. I look like a twat. I look like I'm on Zoom and my face is frozen. I don't yeah, look like yeah. I'm doing a smize. Mm. I, like the only thing I know how to do in a photo is either like pull a silly face that mm. is definitely a silly face or just a genuine open smile That's so it. my my th- I oh god I'm not right I'm not complaining guys I'm not <laughs> just complaining I just, I just need to say complain a lot but because I've got quite big lips which I used mm, to get bullied for in school because people are awful and now I think they're great right but if I'm doing like just like say like a 
passport photo face yeah. I still look like I'm pouting mm. so I can't take a picture without looking I don't think it's quite duck mm. but I look like I'm trying to do do you know what I mean mm. show me oh like if I just yeah. like you've got lovely lips I, and I'm really aware of it and I'm like do I what do, sucking the lips in like a granddad like a lemon <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll go for that and also on my profile I always put a couple of absolutely not filtered pictures because oh, yeah. I think people really appreciate me that me too yeah and like uh, I when I was on the apps I had um one picture which was like no filter no makeup I must say like it was a time when my skin was a glueing mm. I looked like I had makeup on and I didn't yeah um, thank you yeah um and no smile either mm. and I've got thin lips <laughs> but it's the it's almost like having a passport photo on there but like a very yeah, well like, lit this is one. like legit what my face looks like. Here is my and I liked that. Like it's very genuine. You. There's there's no hiding here. Oh, what about your metaphysical babes? Oh, metaphysical. Okay, again, <laughs> a pulse for a wanker. Um, I would say uh, empathy with boundaries. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Something that I'm really good at doing mm. is empathizing with people and again the polls were saying a very wanky phrase um and like holding space for people totally and not buying into their bullshit like i understand i can see what you are going through in, in fact i take that back i may not even understand what you're going mm. through but i see what you're going through i see that it's hard for you i see that it's painful mm. for you i'm here for you and I'm not going to buy into it with you. And I see the potential and the possibility in you. And I'm going to hold that space. Mm. And I'm going to love you and I'm going to support you. And when you are ready to come out and fill up that bigger space mm. that I know is there for you. Yeah. I'm going to be here and fucking cheering you on 100%. Mm. And you just take your damn time. And I'm not going to get into it with you. Because mm. I think for me mm. it's about giving people time and space to discover things mm -hmm. but something I learned very early on in recovery is and I was the prime example of this mm -hmm. you've got to be ready and you've got yeah. to find you that yourself anyone. and especially with codependencies you just want to rescue them yeah. you want to help them oh it looks a bit too hard for you I'll just I'll just do it I'll just do it for you no one learns mm -hmm. a lesson mm -hmm. and I will I will listen to you and I will hear where you're at mm -hmm. and I will give you that but I'm not jumping in to rescue yeah and I think the way that I kind of got around that is if because I often have people come to me saying I'm struggling with uh, either me or my friend with some form of an addiction. Yeah. And through the past, you know, four and a half years, I've learned that what I do is I go, okay, yep, yeah, that must be really hard for you. Here's the tools that I used. Hmm. There's the links. Yeah. There's the info. And if I don't get a, oh, but how do I run back? I know that they're serious. Because yeah. they're like, thank you. And and I have to leave it there because yeah. otherwise it becomes... You get enmeshed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, it's a skill that I obviously use with my clients because mm. like sometimes clients tell me really distressing things and I have to hear hear that, like really hear that mm. and know like that is where you are at and at the same time believe that there is something more for them. And I, I mm. truly believe that for them. And I trust that they are capable of that. Mm. And that's what I give to them. Mm. And that's mm. what I hopefully would like give to my friends and to a partner as well. Mm. Is like, 
I see where you're at. I see you. I fully see you. Mm. And I know there's more for you. Mm. And I will support you in getting there. Yeah. If you're willing to do the work Mm. and process this properly and move through it, I will be there for you and I will support you in whatever way that I can. Mm. And that's, for me, is like the boundary part is like, I can see you're in a hole and I will not get in the hole with you. You put your arm up to reach up to get out. Mm. I will reach my arm down and pull you out. Yeah. Like, it's a heart. I'll meet you halfway and I'll Mm. help you when you're ready. Mm. Mm. I'll cheer you on climbing out. Like, if you're struggling with the ladder, Mm. I'll tell you how to move your arms to get up and out. But, Mm. like, I'm not getting in with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard, though. It's hard to do. But it's fucking worth it once you've got the hang of it. I think it helps when you've been through stuff yourself and you've been out the other side because then you really trust that the level of resilience that people do have if they choose to like tap into it for themselves or if Mm. they find that ability somehow to tap into it for themselves and it is super tough with some of the things Mm. that people have been through but Mm. I think when you've been through it yourself you're like if I can do it you can do it I trust that for you I see that for you and I'm so Mm. fucking excited for when it happens because you and you were going to be transformed on the other side and that's amazing too like you know that when you've been through recovery you're like yes come come here like come to this Mm. party Mm. I'm waiting for you yeah and I think it's important to remember that like everybody's circumstances are different Mm -hmm. and everybody's situation my rock bottom that I got to someone else could have taken a very different path yeah they might actually have no family I think for me it do you want to try yeah are you done and there's a lot to be said about surrender yes are you ready to go I can't do it my way anymore. Yeah. I've got to relinquish control. I'm going to put my faith in something else and just let's go. Let's just do it. It's yeah. that, isn't it? Because yeah. because that moment is you when, when the magic happens mm-hmm. and when you know that someone wants to fucking change their lives. It's not A to B. No. It's going to be all over the place. <laughs> but if they've got the best of intentions, yeah. I don't care if they're relapsing, I don't, they're learning, they're, if they're straight yeah. back on again and yeah. they're doing it, it's very... They're trying. Yeah, if they're trying, so... Yes. I think that's a very good, very good uh, asset to have there. Uh, So, you're on death row. (laughs) From from empathy with boundaries to no no empathy and no boundaries. (laughs) You've killed someone. Okay. Yep. Who have you killed and why? And then, Mm -hmm. what are you munching on? What are you chomping on before uh, you are put to death? Okay. Excellent. Okay. This is a very awkward question for me to answer. Um, Because she had actually got away with murder, but now I'm highlighting. (laughs) Now I'm going to have a Freudian slip and say who I killed, how, why, and where. Yeah. She should edit. So, um, yeah, I do actually feel very awkward answering this question because um, I think, like, in the line of work that I do, I feel like uh, there's, like, a certain uh, ethics uh, line that I can't What, like, murder... (laughs) Yeah, I certainly shouldn't cross yeah, on a recording, <laughs> on a public recording. Um, but pushed pushed into this, forced forced into this uh, for jokes and japes. Of course, on a on a lols podcast. Sure. And I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say a specific name. And also, mm. I fucking love my life. If you have not already picked this up from mm. my. One hundred level gooniness. Sure, sure. This whole recording so far. So if I am gonna end my life prematurely, 
um, on death row. I'm I'm going out with a bang. I'm making it worth it. Right? Yeah. It's not, I'm not doing one person. Go for it. Okay. Uh, I think I know what this is going to be. Yeah. Not naming specific names, but I. It's going to be V for Vendetta style. Mm. It's going to be. I'm going to. I'm going to. You know what? Look, I'm Cancerian. I'm codependent. That basically means that I'm a master manipulator. This is not. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not stabbing somebody in the street. Mm. This is years and years of like Just chipping away. CIA level mm. organization. Love it. Love it. I'm going to find a way to get all the worst like anti-humanitarian right-wing politicians in one place yeah and then i'm gonna blow it up i'm talking people who are like you know killing their people taking mm. away abortion rights mm. like corrupt motherfuckers like and, and you know what i know it doesn't make a fucking difference and this is why it stresses me out saying so it won't make a fucking difference because there's there's a hundred more waiting to replace them and also mm. it'll give progressives a really bad name but if i'm doing it if i'm pushed into it yep. i'm going out with a bang and i want to i'm wiping out hundreds i'm talking hundreds <laughs> i'm blowing the motherfuckers up i'm wearing a mask and a cape and i'm gonna walk out and i'm gonna be like deuces what? where are you gonna gather them all i don't care it doesn't matter i don't care i don't know some like big parliament building under the guise of some like let's you know pinky in the brain let's all take over the world sure and, you know some like gilead you know, fucking Handmaid's Tale. Houses of Parliament. Whatever. Do, do what Guy Fawkes couldn't do. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter, to be honest. I don't, like, where's the most, I don't know. Well, maybe like a disco, so you can have a lovely time. No, and I'm then like, exit. I'm fully, I'm in strategy mode. I'm sure, like full sure, strategy sure, mode. Sure. Yeah, but to get those many people, there's probably going to have to be, like, strippers and drugs and stuff. So, yeah, maybe a, a flare of the of the fun. Uh, maybe a boat on the Thames. Oh, that's a good idea. And yeah, fireworks. Let's go out with a fucking yeah, bang. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm going to say deuces. What? Um, <laughs> so you've killed a lot of people. Yeah. I bet you've worked up quite the appetite. Your um, final meal, what's yours going to be? Okay, I've written it down. And this could change at any moment because I love a food. And it yeah. changes all the time. Okay, so for today. For today. If it was today, mm. if I had manifested this today. Yeah. Um, starter, I'm having... A crispy duck, please. Good, yeah. And uh, dim sum dumplings. Yeah, love this. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> this feels kind of weird, but you know, if you get it, you get it. I was brought up on the Beano, like reading yeah. the Beano. So any item, any like food item made of or including fish mm-hmm. just sounds weird because like the Bash Street kids used to get fed fish curry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that sounded weird, but you know what? Fish curry is lovely. It's fucking delicious, isn't it? Yeah. So what I'm going for right now, my fave right now that I'm making for myself on the regs is fish tacos. Oh my God, they're so good. I love a fish taco. What kind of taco? A soft shell, hard shell? A soft shell. Corn or wheat? Oh yeah, a corn. Mm, yeah, mm. going authentic. Oh. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. yeah. Uh, with a lovely spicy salsa. Mm. Delish. Mm. Yeah. And then um, dessert, love cream. Yeah. It gives me a headache, but I love but it. I love it anyway. But you're gonna kill me, so I don't care. Load me up. Uh, so I'm probably gonna go like a lemon cheesecake mm. with double cream, yeah. and I'd like some beers to drink because I do. I like a beer. Are you gonna pair pair one with each course? Hmm. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if I'm that classy. Just I might just chug some lager to be honest. What What is your beer of choice when you go out drinking? My favorite beer 
is Modelo. Mm. It's like a Mexican yeah, lager. Yeah, yeah. I like lager. I like crisp. I like refreshing. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah, like me. Mum's Stella. Bubbly. <laughs> I mean, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Stella, please. My favourite drinks, though, and I figured out why. <laughs> okay. And I was like, oh, it's the alcoholism. That's that's why these are your favourite drinks. Was iced tea. No, oh my God, the amount of times I vomited on that shit. Uh, no, it was Buck's Fizz. Right. And a really strong, spicy Bloody Mary. And it was because they were like brunch drinks. They were oh. like acceptable to drink at 11 in the morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is yeah. next level. Yeah. I thought you, uh, I thought you were going to say because they were like quaffing drinks. They were like easy to knock shitloads back. But no, that's, that's next level of yeah yeah that was like get from being really hungover to they make you feel if you drink mm. box fish you feel immediately not hungover anymore oh wow do you i don't know i've never drunk it i don't like orange juice yeah it's not for you then both mm-hmm. um love a rum and coke as well love a spiced would, rum and coke yeah i would have rum and coke mm. red wine beer or my hungover drinks okay and then it just became anything and then it was a litre of <laughs> vodka for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> Woo! yeah so joe yes now you're dead Dead. yes what's your funeral song um it is you're dead by norma (laughs) tanaga so on the nose i'll take it i don't think we need to say anymore and then I've never thought about this before. I saw it's such a psycho. But the other one, <laughs> just at this point, is when I sound like a psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is this, this is, is just. T- oh my god, straw the bread that comes back, Joe. Oh, Jeez. Point. The other one that I would have is um, Len steal my sunshine. It's such a, that song. It's a one hundred percent bop. But what annoyed me is like it's it's so good yeah. that people overdid it that then it almost became a parody of itself. Yeah. But I was with it the whole. I've whole loved way. it forever. Oh it's one of my, my favorite God. songs of all time. It's so good, and it's the ultimate summer song ever, ever, yeah. ever, ever, ever. I feel like it's my personality in a song. Yeah, I love that for you. Thanks. Yeah, I think you're you're totally right. It's fucking amazing. And it also reminds me of I went to. It, oh God. Okay, so when I was younger, <laughs> this is just like a proper throwback here. Okay, so there was, do you remember, do you remember the programme Dirty Sanchez? Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, okay, so those guys, quite a few of them, especially like Dainton and that lot, skated and they mm. were part of Death Skateboards, right? Right. So Death all came to Derby mm. and I was 15 at the time, right? Mm-hmm, but I didn't yeah. look 15, I didn't act 15. Right. On purpose, yeah, basically. yeah. And uh, we went to the the local skate shop. Yeah. Um, and there's shit loads of people there. And it was all like the, the famous skaters. Mm. And they, I basically was like, oh, where are you all staying? And they were like, oh, I'm not sure. I was like, oh, I'll just come back to my house later. Uh, I lived with my mum. <laughs> yeah, naturally. Yeah, I lived yeah. with my mum. And, and, um, and then we went in and, and one of their one of their bits on the video was to lend still my sunshine. So that always reminds me of that. And then I took about 200 people, right, from Derby home. Wow. My mum woke up and this guy was like, is that your housemate? I was like, oh, mum, by the way, I'm bringing... And then my mum was like, right, okay, the famous ones can stay. And she, like, let them all stay. But there was this one who was very old and not particularly attractive but he was sleeping in my sister's bed and then I like snuck downstairs 
And then my mum caught me with him and it, yeah, it was all, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> lol. Oh, and I fell out with my friend from school because she told them that I wasn't 18. I was so annoyed because she wanted to fuck him. I just want to say that the cat, when she just said lol, crossed her arms with like deuces on each hand. Lol. lol. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. That's so great. That's the stuff, honestly, like. I really feel like I missed out on like I wish I had a couple of those like wild moments but I don't know if you are that wild if you can only have a couple of them I feel like it's all or nothing yeah I've got a few more oh and then it was all in an episode of Sidewalk magazine <laughs> and and I've been trying to find this fucking uh did I say episode I think you did but I knew what you meant an issue of Sidewalk magazine yeah anyway and I need it and I want it and I got it's probably from like oh. two thousand two. I oh. figured out which one it was. I really want it. Oh my goodness! Oh, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, it I... went from being something I was really happy about to really embarrassed about, and now I just think it's really funny. Come back around again. Just funny. Yeah, it's yeah. wicked. Yeah. That is that is wildly cool. I did try and pull something off like that a little bit with uh, the band the Cortinas when I was at uni. Oh yeah. But I lived with um uh, evangelist Christians and there weren't having any boys in bands back at our house. Like That's they so literally annoying. like announced on they were like, we don't have anywhere to stay and I was like Aah! like raising my hand and they were like like giving me the I'm like, they can stay in my room. <laughs> so annoying. I'm like what is wrong with you? This is a cool band that we've come to see. We like them. Why wouldn't we want them to stay at our house? Right? That, thank you. You get it. I get it. And also, like, leave me the fuck alone. Like, you might not want to have sex before marriage, but I'm not. I'm fine. That's not my thing. I'll have all of them. You don't have to fuck anyone you don't, you don't want to fuck. Like, lock your door. It's fine. I'll have five for one. I'll fuck them all for you. Don't you worry about it. Exactly. But unfortunately, it was a no. Damn it. And wasn't enough of a rebel to just be like, fuck you all, they're coming back anyway. Yeah, fair. I'm getting in their van, because that's sensible. See, but that's, this is what, the thing. that's what I would have done. That's what you would have done, and this is where I missed out mm. on. There was a band that we went to see, <laughs> me and my friend, who were, she was like two years older than me. I think I would have been about 13, she was 15. And mm-hmm. um, went to see a band. And the support band saw us in the audience and asked us to like go backstage and like hang out with them mm. but my uh mum's ex uh he he came to pick us up it was not so it was at rock city right and he was like it's not fucking happening and i remember being so infuriated so infuriated and i'm like i look back and i'm like oh you saved me from a paedophile thank you yeah <laughs> like how dare you make me look uncool right in front of a band yeah and, yeah and now as an adult you say oh oh yeah they're yeah, just paedophiles yeah. who wanted to fuck very young looking girls yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> on that note <laughs> so joe Hello. After our date, yes, I would like to know if you think our platonic love will blossom mm. into romance. Mm-hmm. Will our shared dating trauma set the scene for a one night stand, mm. or are you simply going to ghost me after discovering way too much information? Oh, it's a one hundred percent romance. Yes, I'm in. Of course, I am in. We we've already decided what our dynamic is, what the outfits are going to be. Oh yes. You know, we love it. We can just bore people's tits off with talking about recovery all the time. We can lose all recovery of horror picture show. Yeah, we can <laughs> love it. That's it. That is, that is us. That is our title. That is the the title of the film of our romance. 
we'll lose all of our friends because mm. they'll all be so bored by us then we'll become codependent together then we'll get in recovery together then we'll realise we have to split up because oh my oh, god we were the reason we became codependent again oh. and then we will make a podcast about it I'm so excited for this full circle yeah yeah but yeah. It, it's going to be amazing we'll be together for years I'm so into this yeah. I'm so into this yeah Joe, have you had a nice time? I've had a lovely time. Oh, in the best. I'm so glad. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. And thanks, Joe, for coming on. It's been an absolute treat. Go and follow digit underscore music on Instagram. They are doing fabulous work as ever. And uh, I'll pop a lovely little picture of Joe on the Date My Mate's Instagram page. And you can go and check out her fucking amazing Instagram and get all the good codependency shit that you need to know about um so i'll see you all no you're here for me in a week's time